Are you thinking about starting a virtual assistant business, but struggling where to even begin? Don't worry, you are not alone. I am Kara Tannenbaum and host of All Up In Your VA Business podcast, where I get into the nitty gritty of growing and scaling a profitable business as a virtual assistant. If you're an ambitious virtual assistant or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Each podcast episode is filled with strategies and action steps that can easily be implemented for immediate results in your virtual assistant business. You deserve to have a business and life you're super proud of. Let's do it. When I started my side hustle back in 2014 as a podcast virtual assistant, I learned something very quickly and it still holds true today. There are a lot of spinning plates when it comes to launching and running a podcast on a consistent basis. Many podcasters prefer to outsource their podcast work because they don't have time to or know how to juggle everything. And here is where a podcast virtual assistant can step in and take over. As a podcast virtual assistant, you'll get paid to offer technical, administrative, or marketing support to podcast owners remotely. This is all about managing the podcast with services such as guest management, editing the episodes, audio engineering, content repurposing, marketing, writing show notes, and so much more. Let's talk about the demand for a second. A common question is how many podcasts are there? And as of April, 2021, it's currently over 2 million podcasts. Because of the many benefits businesses and brands get from podcasting, those numbers just keep rising. So what does that mean for a podcast VA? Clients, lots and lots of clients. You will not have a shortage of work and can easily run a profitable online business as a podcast producer. My guest today, Serena Gay, is the owner of Made For You Podcasts out of the UK, which provides A to Z podcast production services for women who run their own businesses. Serena is a BBC trained radio journalist and started out in local BBC radio, then moved to the BBC World Service. She realized her skills were ideal to get into the burgeoning UK podcast market and she launched Made for You podcast, producing podcasts for companies and organizations. Serena is the presenter of the recently launched podcast Launchpad about how to launch a business podcast. She also has a Facebook group to help women business owners with their own podcasting ambitions called Podcasting Blueprint for Women Business Owners. In today's episode, we chat about the sought after services for a podcast VA to offer, self-talk to deal with the mindset of being a business owner, and a very cool app that will totally streamline the work for a podcast VA. If after this episode, you are chomping at the bit to become a podcast VA, hop over to my website and join my founders group for my soon to be launched digital course pod squad Academy. I'm looking for a group of eager and organized VAs who want to learn all the skills you need to start and grow a profitable online business as a podcast producer. This is a beta group and you can find all the details at podsquadproducers.com slash PA founders. I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, let's dive in today's episode, shall we? Serena, I am excited to talk all things about the business of podcasting with you. Um, so you are no stranger behind the mic. Uh, you've had a career as a radio journalist with BBC and live broadcasting and then you went all into being a voiceover artist, but you found it dreadfully boring. 
<laughs> I did. I did. You know, Cara, if you're used to working in an office with people and if you're working in studios with people and you've got people listening to you as you record the news or documentary or whatever it is that you're working on and you've got reactions from people, you know, they'll say to you, oh, Serena, you made a mistake, do that again. Or that was nice, Serena. I love that bit that you did there. Um, and then if you're actually, if you then reinterpret what you do and become a, a voiceover artist and you're just at home, essentially mm. in your home studio, recording to yourself, it's dull. It's so dull because you don't get anybody responding. So, um, sorry, my voice cracked on that bit, but it's no, I, I decided that voiceover work actually wasn't for me. It was just too, it was just too lonesome, too solitary. So yeah. So I looked for pastures new. Well, take us back to 2018. Uh, what was it that gave you the, that aha moment to go into podcast production? Do you know, honestly, Cara, I don't know that I had an aha moment. I think I think the way my life works is that things build up and then one day I go, oh, yes, that's the way I should be going. And that's kind of really what happened with podcasting. I, I you know, I've got this background in this very rich background in broadcasting live to radio, for television. Um, and And I've trained as a journalist so writing is something I love doing and then I retrained as a voiceover artist so I loved to audio edit and one day in my kind of slow way I realized that I had all the requisite skills to be a podcast producer and I was looking for a new challenge because voiceover work was just so dull and and I had relocated back to the United Kingdom from where I was living in Germany. I had lived there for 20 years with my husband and we'd run companies and we'd, um, I, I mean, I'd worked in broadcasting, but we'd also run a family company. So I had some experience running businesses and, you know, there I was looking for something new to do, um, something that where there was a gap in the market for me to jump in and, in this country, broad, uh, podcasting is something that has been quite slow to take off. Whereas in the United States, which is always ahead of the curve, you, you know, it was clear that podcasting was massively popular and successful in all its forms, not just in comedy and news and so forth, but also for businesses. And I thought to myself, I like listening to podcasts. So why shouldn't I be ahead of the you know, be on the crest of the wave and be a podcast producer. It was early for me to get in, but nevertheless, I, I could see a future. And um, and so really, when you say, what was your aha moment? I, I don't know that I had an aha moment. I had a kind of slow dawning moment right. when I realised <laughs> <laughs> when I when I finally kind of like went, yep, I think this is the route I should take. Yes. And and you're right, they have gained such popularity for all genres. It's not just comedy and business is really taking off with so many business owners using this medium. You offer full production services to older women who run their own businesses. What specific services does your company offer them? So I will help them launch their podcast. And in some cases, I do I do everything in the launch. So that would be choosing the music, choosing the theme, choosing the artwork, 
choosing the rundown, um, doing everything Mm. really to create this podcasting entity. Uh, In some, with some of my clients, I'm also the podcast host. So that means that I have to research for each episode. I have to book the people that I'll be interviewing. I have to uh, write the questions and then I have to actually conduct it. And, and, and post-production is also my um, strength. So I will audio edit and then, um, you know, mix, mix down with music or sound effects. Um, gosh, I'm really giving you the full, the full gamut here in my, in my services. <laughs> It's but wonderful. I, <laughs> but then I, I will also I will also register your podcast um, with the right podcasting platform. I don't know which one you go with, but um, I'm sure it's um, one of the well known ones. So I'll register I'll register with I'll register the podcast with the podcast host, and then I will also upload and provide um, marketing tools like headliners and pull quotes and so forth. So I really do everything, uh, and um, I love doing it. I love the, the the whole sort of variety of work and the creativity of creating the marketing tools as well as getting the actual recording off the ground. So, yeah, so that's it. I do, I do everything. Uh, well, there you really are not kidding when you say you do A to Z. Definitely, it shows why podcasters need help to grow their podcast, right? Because there's so many spinning plates um, yeah. in producing and promoting a podcast episode, don't you think? I think so. I think once you've got it off the ground and you've got your systems in place, it becomes a much easier entity to conduct. But I do think at the very beginning, there's quite a lot to think about. And, you know, you need to get it right. Uh, But once you've got your systems in place and you know what you're doing, and maybe you also outsource part of the podcast production work, if you're a business owner, to make it generally easier for yourself. I, I think then it's it falls into place. But the initial launching phase, there's quite a lot to get to know. And if you do decide to go down the route of audio editing yourself. And I totally agree with you that audio editing is a fantastic skill for a virtual assistant oh, to yeah. learn or to outsource. Why do you think it makes it such an in-demand service? Yeah, I think it's for the very reason that you said it's it's time consuming. And it, it unless it's done quite nicely, uh, it, it can make your podcast sound less than professional. So that's really why I think it's worth making sure that side of your podcast production is done well. Now, I, um, funnily enough, gosh, just about six weeks ago, I found myself talking networking really with a lady who runs her own virtual assistant agency uh, in England. And, you know, we got talking about the different skills that virtual assistants uh, can offer to their clients. And I said to this lady, well, you know, really something that a virtual assistant could very usefully be able to do would be to properly audio edit a recording because so many individual business people are now starting to do their own podcasts. I don't mean companies with huge budgets. I mean, you know, your solo entrepreneur who 
really have something of interest, knowledge-wise, thought leadership-wise, to impart to their niche. And, you know, we'll be able to produce a podcast that will gather genuine interest and real fans. And as a result, you know, their business will really benefit. But, you know, a solo entrepreneur doesn't have all the time in the world. And right. to be for, for their virtual assistant to be able to offer that service, I think that would be a fantastic additional offering for mm-hmm. a, a virtual assistant to be able to make. I don't know in the United States how many virtual assistants can already do that, but they can't do it in this country. So, so what's your experience then, Cara? Well, I first I, I want to just take a step back, and you just oh, yeah. um, said something that was golden about solopreneurs. You know, have have Mike will travel. Solopreneurs <laughs> are producing podcasts, and so it is a fantastic niche for a virtual assistant or to niche and have a solopreneur as a ideal client. This is in addition to audio editing as a service, uh, a solopreneur as an ideal client. And I do see, I think in my in my experience, I am seeing that there are um, a good bit of audio editing virtual assistants out there, which tells me that this is something that podcasters, we just don't have a lot of time and it's a good skill to learn and it will always be part of the podcast, a very crucial part of the podcast episode. All that is part of that makeup, that natural makeup of a podcast episode. So it will always be an in-demand service. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, and there's and so I, many podcasts to go around, so you'll never have a, a lack of absolutely and and and, and, because it seems to me that um VAs do specialize don't they they Mm -hmm. do have particular skills that they can offer and um you know to be able to offer the audio editing one I think well for me in this country it would really make a VA stand out um because so few would be ever able to do that so I'm now involved trying to with this lady trying to kind of get something off the ground whereby you know, I can offer her people a training to help them overcome, you know, their any fears they might have about it. Because yeah. it's not hard. It's not hard, but it is it is something you need to learn, like mm-hmm. like any skill. And um so yes, yeah, so I'm hoping that VAs in this country will become equipped in that way. And it sounds as if on your side of the pond, people are, have already caught on to it, which doesn't surprise me, Cara, because you you are all <laughs> You are all ahead of the curve, I think. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited for you. I think this sounds like a really um, great endeavor, something you're you're apparently an untapped resource <laughs> that you're providing. And so with all the spinning plates, what is a, a productivity hack you could you can't live without? I mean, you know, just to get everything organized or you said systems in place. What's what's a project productivity hack that you could share with us? There are various sort of apps that I find really useful in terms of my production. But so, so in terms of apps, uh, I find um, Descript is quite an interesting app. Uh, this is referring back to the whole audio editing process because it allows you to simultaneously read your script as you are listening 
to the words that were recorded. And if you edit out from the script the words that you don't want, they also take it out at the same time from the recording. Oh, wow. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. That and you can fantastic. Yeah. And you can also set it up to take out the filler words like um and er. Now, you know, mostly people are more articulate these days than they used to be and don't fill their recordings with ums and ers. But some interviewees do. And to be able to remove those from your recordings in one fell swoop is unbelievably fantastic. I love that. Okay, (laughs) I'll include a link to that in the show notes so that uh, anyone who wants to check that out can. If we could just change uh, gears for just a minute, because you have such excitement in your voice. I know that you... adore adore this um what you're doing what do you love about being a business owner I oh I suppose I like (laughs) to be in control that's what I like people telling me what to do and also I like to be the decision maker so I I like to be the one that decides what I'm doing today and what I'm going to charge for this particular service and whether or not I wish to work with this particular client. So I suppose it's all about being a bit of a control freak, although I'm not really a control freak, but I do, I do like, I do like the sense of independence and being in control. That's my, that's my top thing, I think, in reply to that answer. Um, I do work all the hours that God sends. So, you know, I work weekends, I work early, really early in the morning, I work really late at night. So I would probably have an easier time of it if I was working for an employer. But at the end of the day, I'm in charge. And that makes me feel good. It's worth all of the hours, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, I I often get a lot of my listeners expressing their fear of going on their own to start a business and experiencing feelings of doubt and unworthiness. Um, I've so been there as well and can relate to having those gremlins getting in the Mm -hmm. way of success do you have any advice on overcoming imposter syndrome that you can lay on us, please? <laughs> well, okay, where do I start? Now, you, I am, of course, an older woman. I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 60s. So to start a, a new company at that stage of life in a field that's not particularly well explored uh, in the UK yet, um, to position myself as an expert, which I am, but, you know, in an, in an unknown field, um, has actually required me to be quite bullish. And I had to make a decision at an early point in this whole new venture that I was going to go for it, hammer and tongs. I was not going to allow any sense of inadequacy, which could have risen up to get in my way. Now, one of the main reasons for this is that, you know, I need to earn the money. So I can't afford to let doubts creep in and scupper my plans. So I suppose I made a decision early on that I have genuine skills and information 
and ability to impart. I have years of experience behind me. And, you know, I wasn't going to let imposter syndrome shackle me and prevent me from fulfilling this this mission, really, in the last part of my working life, because how many more years do I have? I don't know. But I feel young and mm-hmm. I, feel full of, I feel full of energy and I'm not going to let doubts creep in and, you know, get in the way of all that. I'm going to fulfill my potential. And I think that this is a mindset is a gift, if you like, of the postmenopause. I think it's a gift because, you know, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And you know, you don't need to be pretty and beautiful and attract people anymore. <laughs> you mm. just need to be. <laughs> you just mm. need to be efficient and uh, good at what you do, and and make it a success. So I suppose my my advice to anybody who's struggling with the imposter syndrome is, well, who benefits when you struggle in this way? Mm. You know, nobody nobody benefits. You, you've got to decide that you want to make a success of it. You know you've got the skills. You know you've got the ability. So prove it. And, you know, there are plenty of people out there who actually are, don't have the same experience that you have, but that they've got the – they're, they're brazen <laughs> and they're, they're still going to go for it. So don't let them steal a march on you. You know, you show the world what you're capable of, and I'll be right there behind you supporting you every inch of the way. That is so – Good. That is so good. I think, gosh, there's so much good stuff in there. I don't even know where to <laughs> where, to, where to start. I, you know, one thing, one thing you said that what just gave me goosebumps is that who are we serving when we're so down on ourselves? We're not doing anyone any good, especially ourselves and the audience um, that we are serving that we can help. It doesn't do us any good. And if we have skills. Everyone has a special skill. If we can think about those skills, no matter what stage we are in our life and in our career, we have something to offer. And we can, you know, it's that mindset, as you said, it's that mindset shift that we have a special skill that we can offer that someone else wants to learn from us. And by just going out there and jumping out and saying, what do we have to lose? I mean, if if it doesn't work, there's there's always uh, something else that we can pivot, but we're not going to know unless we take the leap. The sense of being able to help other people Mm -hmm. achieve things, that's so that is so rewarding. I, I do want to stress this point as well, which is if you look around you and see what other people are doing and how well they're doing it, and an awful lot of people are out there doing stuff perfectly adequately, but you know, actually, you could probably do it better. And you, you need to convince yourself that that's the case, because certainly when I look around me and I see people with far less experience of the world than I have, and, and nevertheless, they believe in themselves and they are pushing forward. And this belief in yourself is something that you, even if you do it artificially, you've got to create it. 
because, you know, other people who are less talented than you are, you know, believe in themselves and are making headway. So you must too. Love it. <laughs> well, it's been thrilling to talk to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being oh, here today. Oh, pleasure, Cara. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find detailed show notes available for you on my website, podsquadproducers.com, where I'll include all the links for what was discussed today. You can have the life you want, and I can help you get there. Let's do something great together.